Hi there, this is Jim the Key Bartender coming to you from the Keys, the Florida Keys. Uh, this episode, I'm going to call this episode 251, and it's going to be, uh, don't fucking say it. Let me see how long we are currently, 26 seconds into the um, show, and I did not mention anything about what is going on, the name of it. Either of the two main names that we're going to call it for, but I'm going to talk about some of the side effects of dealing with it. Um, so it's don't fucking say it. So today I tended to my sobriety by going to a small meeting. We kept our social distance. It's under 10 people, the meeting. And uh, on the way back, I decided to do a little shopping. Um, to uh, get a hold of some supplies we needed. Uh, so every time we go in there, you know, I, Abby um, is concerned about having the proper amount of toilet paper, which I thought we had about a month and a half worth of toilet paper in the house. And as I stated on the, uh, let me, every time I have to cough, I'm going to try to turn off the mic. I'm back. Uh, the amount of toilet paper I have in the house right now would have lasted me for a year and a half, two years. As a matter of fact, it probably would have lasted so, so long it would have started disintegrating on its own. And uh, the other day we were walking through a um, hardware store because we decided to paint our vestibule. We did a, a number. We were When we were driving around the neighborhood, she saw a door and she liked the color of it. So we decided to paint our front door that way. Matter of fact, I should have just taken a picture of it for, maybe I'll take a picture of it for the uh, episode. Now that's kind of boring. But in the front, it's called a, a KLI, Key Largo, whatever I stands for, Industrial or Key Largo Island. But KLI, they had a box of marine toilet paper. I don't know what that meant. Marine, meaning on the ocean, not Marine Corps toilet paper. I mean, Marine Corps toilet paper could be just your hand. Who knows? But she looked at it and said, maybe we should get some of that. I said, I don't think we sunk that low. I think Marine toilet paper is like one ply, so it doesn't clog. There, I mean, you don't really flush. You flush into a tank on a, on a boat. So I guess it's supposed to break down or something like that. It's not supposed to marine toilet paper. I just didn't like the sound of it. And uh, I said, I don't think we sunk to that. We got plenty of books in the house. And <laughs> I, I mean, I got all the clothes that I would use before I used this marine toilet paper. It looked pretty harsh. It looked like a number, number five sandpaper to me. So... I'm stopping at the, one of the dollar stores and I see some people I met there and I look down the aisle, there's nothing in the aisle. Same fucking di- di- um, dollar store that a uh, week and a half ago, I was told that someone bought three pallets. A single customer came in and bought out three pa- pallets of toilet paper, uh, supposedly. And I don't want to add to it, but it's supposedly it was Miami people. So I don't think I said anything those two words that I'm not supposed to say. So I head up to the grocery store and at the grocery store, I go in there and 
take my easy time, get some honey, uh, coffee's on sale. So I, that's always my apocalyptic uh, supply I figure I'm going to have. You don't need a lot, I, be, I believe. This is my theory. And I guess the toilet people, paper people think the same thing. In case of a total meltdown in society, you just have to have a lot of one thing. And uh, in the old days, that could have been spam. It could have been fuel. It could have been water or water filtration systems. I uh, hoard coffee. And I, I feel the need that we're always, I always like to have a two to three month supply of coffee just in case a coffee blight occurs. Uh, especially now since I'm not drinking anymore, coffee is more important than anything. So I get the coffee, I get the honey, and I walk down the aisle. And I should have taken a picture of it. I have my phone with me. Right down the aisle, there's a uh, 12 pack of toilet paper. And on the right side, I see uh, paper towels. So I walk down, it says one package per customer. I grab that, grab some of the paper towels, and I'm fucking out of there like uh, Indiana Jones running out of the cave, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and fucking music. With the fucking big rockets start coming out, chasing me out. But I, you know, I didn't run through the cash register. And um, I, uh, I got, I hightailed it out of there with my precious commodity. So, yeah, well, there's that thing. Now we got, what is it? 37 rolls of toilet paper, which, holy shit, 37. That would have been, I'm being generous with the amount I used. I'm thinking I would have had, that's three and a half years worth of toilet paper for me by myself, maybe maybe four years of toilet paper. But supposedly with the girls, I mean, we really, I mean, even if they use it twice as much as I do, that's you know, it's three, three and a half years. It should be one year's worth of supply of toilet paper. Double. Oh, no, there's three of us if they use it the same amount. They double up on mine. So that'd be a year and a half. That'd be six months. It should be six months worth of toilet paper, but it's not. So... Uh, we have our little routines here since everything that's going on, and I didn't say it yet. I didn't say it because uh, right now uh, my wife, she has uh, three sisters. And one lives in Tavernier, which is south of us, and, you know, which the news is, you know, they're kind of holed up. We don't see them. We haven't seen them in two and a half weeks. So she sees them, she FaceTimes her sisters, and one's in uh, South Central Poland in a town called San Jeshu. Don't try to spell it because it's not spelled that way. And the other lives in Madrid, Spain. And you got all the sisters talking in their uh, Slavic, uh, fast talking, uh, Slavic thing, saying all the shit. I um, mean, every so often I know she's saying something about me because they hear uh, the gym thing come up, but they talk about what's going on. Um, the Madrid being one of the hotbeds of like New York City of this thing that's going on. And uh, I'm not going to, you know what I'm sorry, I'm still going, we're seven or eight minutes into it, I still haven't said it. So 
with the new things that are going on since it, it always amazes me that you go into the supermarket and they have, uh, well, I mean, everyone in around the world sees it. You have the social distancing. So you have all the lines and they, they put tape down and you, you stand behind that line and they, uh, put standard splash, uh, splash cards out, uh, at the register. So people aren't breathing on them, but most of the people aren't interacting behind the place cards. They, they got to bag their groceries and someone comes up and bags the groceries. You're helping them bag the groceries and then you're handing them the money, which I still, I mean, a bartender, I still got, um, still paying with some cash and things like that instead of with, um, uh, credit cards. I don't know. I got in the habit down here paying with cash because of, uh, being in South Florida. And for some reason, uh, South Florida is rife with people that, uh, they spoof credit cards and debit cards. They put those card readers on the, uh, the gas pumps and the ATM machines. And, you know, they do, they're always scanning, doing a reading and stuff like that. And you, I mean, it happens so much down here. I'm sure it happens around the world and stuff like that. But with these chip cards, it's supposed to be harder to do. But I've gotten a habit of just using cash. But that took a long time. But the amazing, the speed at which we, you know, stand six feet away from people. And you see the people going out with their mask and the gloves. And then they're looking at you like you're an asshole when you don't have the gloves on. And um, if you have a cough, if you're, I have, I'm prone to fucking um, allergies. So. Uh, a lot of times when I am sneezing and coughing anyway, uh, which makes me a, kind of a pariah. I try to watch what I'm doing there, but it is, uh, amazing. Just like the way people used, um, it used to be if you sneezed or coughed, people would, uh, kind of, you know, every so often, you know, people would be standoffish. Other people would give a shit. You know what I mean? They dive right in there. Whether, but you go out in the morning, I go out and I grab my coffee from uh, the gas station here. I'm careful. You can't use your own cup anymore, which I don't understand that. It's not like they're going to scan it. They're doing refills. I guess they don't want you putting it down and effective, but you got to go up there. You got to touch their cups and then their lids. And... If you're infected, you could be infecting theirs instead of just keeping it on your cup. I know when you're putting it on underneath the thing you make. I, I don't know what their reasoning is not doing refills and just restocking their cups because it just seems like you're just reinfecting them. And I still didn't say what, I didn't even say those names anymore. I didn't say either two of them. So got the social distancing. And there's another thing, the FaceTime meetings and all that with, uh, obviously Abby was doing that anyway, because it's sisters in Madrid and Poland and shit like that. You're not going to, they, they always did that. Uh, originally with Skype and all that stuff, but now it's all FaceTime and, uh, watching mass and watch down here, especially in, in the keys, you got all these out of work musicians and they're doing their, um, Facebook live shows where they do maybe 20, 30 minutes of a, a gig on their backyard, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, 
but I mean, it's kind of sad too, because these guys are doing it for free and they're just, um, where, you know, they're, if you're a full-time musician down here, you had to do a minimum of like nine, 10 gigs, unless you're really good, uh, in order to make, uh, you know, pay. I don't know how they're going to do it. A lot of them, um, I mean, they, some of them may not even have paid taxes or anything like that. I hate that. I hope they, I hope they get taken care of. I just didn't even think about that until I said that right now. Um, and the amount of traffic on social media now because of um, not just social media, but home, homeschooling and stuff like that, and people working from home. Uh, it's amazing that the internet is able to handle that. Uh, in Florida, uh, the uh, the unemployment uh, line has been inundated. You can't you can't even register. I I was able to register, but my wife, uh, <clears throat> I guess we had registered right around Irma for it, and I can't fucking remember the security questions. I was drinking back then, so we came up with security questions. We never wrote them down which is, you know, kind of my part, of course. So we're trying to call up the uh, offices of unemployment uh, compensation. And, you know, there's, what, 750,000, a million people applying at the same time, so they can't even handle any of the phone calls or call back and just reset, uh, you know, reset their PIN code or anything like that. So we're in that. I guess everyone's in the same boat like that. But uh, you have uh, people working from home, kids on the internet, uh, doing their uh, homeschooling things. And my daughter had her, um, her one of her classes online with her friends, and then they work together. Now she's doing uh, some reading on her own tonight, and then she spends about three three hours talking to her friends. Uh, which you can't fault her because what are you, you know, a 13 year old girl, what are you going to do? And then watching mass online, that is, um, I was going to say, well, incredible would have been a wrong, wrong word. We were watching a live mass from Poland and it was from a Fran, uh, Franciscan church in my wife's hometown in Poland. And the priest had a very pleasant voice. I don't understand Polish fluently. I know a couple of the phrases, you know, kiss me, beer, wine, water, bathroom, all those things. And I was listening to uh, the mass and it just sounded like a gentle person. They sound like they were saying it's a really nice mass. And here in Key Largo, they have the guy that does uh, the organ plays your organ at the church is also a main singer but he's very loud and he has a distinct voice uh, i'm not going to go any further than that but i i guess because he plays your organ you know he gets to be the one that sings all the time too so that's what you have and in in poland because it's a french uh siskin monastery i don't know if they had a chorus or anything like that but they have a guy that's singing and a guy that sings I don't understand Polish, but he has a very interesting voice. And um, 
I want to play it for you guys. I'm not going to play it for you today, but I'm going to next week. I'm going to record it so you can listen to it. You heard me play uh, the recording of "State of Fucking Home" by that brilliant guy that looks like David Letterman. But uh, that this guy, <laughs> he sounds like a villain. Uh, if you heard him, you know he he was. It sounds like he's concocting some machine to. Uh, hurt someone or kidnap someone or poison a city or whatever that would do. So, um, I get back to the social media thing. I, uh, I had this thing about people when people are in need and stuff like that. Uh, now we have this, um, GoFundMe pages and <clears throat> I mean, everyone, uh, there's so many people, you know, you're talking about 30, 40% unemployment right now, underemployment right now. And I mean, who's going to be donating to people who's not, but then you got people that go up there. I'm going to need my prayer warriors, you know, oh my God, how much, I mean, it's nice to have some faith and stuff like that, but how much of the bottom of the barrel you've reached is that you're just going on the internet to get a bunch of people to pray for you. And, um, you know, I guess with this, um, unless something really serious happens, and you you watch the news, there is nothing on there. There could be uh, a factory can explode in Dubuque and kill five thousand people. I think that would be like a, a five minute segment. Normally, it'd be like be all week we hear about it. You don't hear anything. You don't hear about murder. You don't hear this. You don't hear that. It's just amazing. It's just drowned out by this thing here. But uh, there's the prayer warriors. People want the truck, sending a truckload of prayers. Uh, people asking for certain types of photos. People say all the negative stuff on the um, internet. Could you post uh, the 13th picture on your, in your gallery, your photo gallery? Don't cheat. I mean, it's like, I don't know. There's no way you know cheating or not. People aren't picking all their photos because every so often you see some girl would be posting a photo of her in underwear or a guy snapping a picture of him in his shirt. That would be great. I mean, I would love to see something like that. People say, post your 13th one and be the most embarrassing photo. That would be one of a guy with a dick pic. That would be awesome. Not that I want to see a dick pic, but just like in a random one. Post your 13th one to brighten up my day. And all of a sudden, there's a guy with his uh, dick in his hand. But uh, I, I was considering uh, a post and say, listen, there's a lot of negative stuff. If they're posting 237th photo, no cheating. Like I fucking really know. Um, so I made it 20 minutes to the show. I didn't say talk anything about this thing going on. So I was thinking about how long I haven't bartended. I haven't made one drink. I don't even know if I made Abby a drink. So it's it's going on God, is it a week and a half? Which I've been on vacation, but even on vacation I make a drink and make a drink for people and so, you know, so on. But I was just thinking, wow. I've been bartending for a while, and then I I started thinking about well how hard I've been doing some painting. I didn't realize how painting is. I worked on I did some car work. I uh, I worked on my wife's car, my car. 
I did some house repair. I, I put up uh, home repairs. I, uh, you know, I worked on a leaky faucet, not too hard, but uh, did a lot of cooking, made some Amish cinnamon bread. Uh, but then I just thought about how hard was bartending. And I thought about the hardest bartending job I ever did. And then I thought about this just came on. The guy, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, but it's the bartender at the cantina in Star Wars. And um, whatever, that had to be a really shitty gig. I mean, think about it. Uh, you're, you're in a place, you're going to say, how the fuck are you supposed to card people? I mean, you got someone who's, you got a hundred different species of aliens. Um, how many fucking languages they're talking about? Oh, come on, man. I, I kind of understand that you'd be a bartender understanding, you know, four, maybe five languages, bar, bar talk, you know, know all the different words for beer and stuff like that. But then the clicking, the snorting or whatever, the, uh, the Wookiee uh, moans and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be able to, first of all, I wouldn't tell if someone was like five years old. You got those little ones, you got the large ones, you don't know if they're five years old or a hundred years old. Um, and yeah, and uh, what's the, what's their limit? I mean, what can he, what can this guy, if you're like, oh, what, how they're going to react to it? And what, how many, how many, how many things are like, or someone shows up, so, well, I never dealt with this species before. I mean, they could fucking just explode. What if you give them some kind of uh, a whiskey and stuff like that? And the body chemistry just, oh, well, don't give them a fucking bourbon because that guy's going to, his head fucking explodes when it happens. Yeah, that's great. Imagine your inventory. You got like a thousand possible different aliens coming in. And a thousand. So they all have to have their special ones. It, it's not like going in. Well, I mean, is it a lot like going to Europe and stuff like that? Where pretty much fucking everyone likes Jack Daniels. Or vodka. I mean, sake. I mean, is it that main thing? Or are you going to have to do some weird shit? Think about that. They, in Mongolia, they drink fermented goat milk. Fermented goat milk. And there's other vows. There's probably some Scandinavian fish concoction. Uh, so imagine the, the stuff that they would in Star Wars, they ferment from a, bug, a giant bug's anus. That could be their thing. And how much inventory you're going to do, and how you're supposed to make it, and think about the shit they're going to have. What if what if someone gets intoxicated on arsenic or hydrochloric acid, and then you mix it and spill it on your fucking hand, and when they come in, how do you greet them? You know, so Miss, Mister, Sir, Ma'am, you're going to know the main ones and stuff like that. Yeah, this one wears a scarf, this one doesn't. Or this one's antenna bends some way when it's a female. Or they got seven different genders. What the fuck? And yeah, and back to the thing. Back to that. How the fuck do you get to um, the language thing when you're talking to them? And finally, 
I mean, imagine if they didn't have a janitorial staff and you're just in charge of cleaning up the restroom. I mean, humans expel two different ways. You got number one and number two. You got an alien have like five different ways of getting rid of the poisons in your body and sh shit like that. Imagine the, the filth in the bathroom. And uh, what, I mean, maybe, what if tipping isn't something, it's something only humans do. And you got to fucking deal with it. You don't get, you don't get fucking tipped. And then, and fucking, you just seen the way they, they cut off someone's arm or something like that. You know, you get in a fight, someone brings out a, lightsaber or something like that they cut off someone's arm and everyone turns around and looks and goes or kills somebody and uh, oh well did someone just got I mean yeah, I've been in some really shitty bars before and stuff like that uh, I haven't been in the worst but even in the worst bars someone gets killed that's pretty much the night's over when someone gets shot and the thing you're not you're not serving anything more. But they just kept on going. Uh, just fucking rolling along. So whenever I complain about uh, having a tough bartending job, I just think of a fucking guy at that cantina. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the nicest guy in the world. But they got, then again, who would be? If you had to deal with all that bullshit. And why the fuck would you get pissed off if an android came in? When he sends... C-3PO. That's the two fucking guys. They don't drink and they don't piss or shit. And he speaks every language. Why would you kick someone out that speaks all the language? Most polite guy in there. <clears throat> I mean, I I mean, it, it's a, it was the weirdest discriminatory act I've ever seen. You know, not serving, not ha allowing a well-behaved android in. I never understood that. You know, there's a whole, everyone else, everybody else in fucking this bar, I would not invite inside my, my house. But the, those two, uh, the C-3PO and R2-D2, I would fuck, you could sit over there in the corner and stuff like that. They're not going to, they're not going to make a mess. Hey, they may leak a little oil and shit like that, but it's nothing like that shit. That's all I have to say about that. So consider that if my bartending friends. If you ever have a tough day and you're working in a tough place, think of that guy. Okay, I was thinking about writing, um, uh, I was thinking of a storyline. Once again, I was back in, in Publix and this other, um, the dollar store, and there's like half the people wearing masks. And I'm thinking, holy shit, they're wearing gloves, they're wearing masks. What a great time for a robbery. I mean, it's bad because a lot of people are using their cards. So there's not a lot of cash cash on hand. But there may be enough. But you, no one's going to question whether you have a mask on and stuff like that. You could, have a, you could be all wrapped up there. You have your gloves on. You have your bags. You could not want to touch anything. You could, you could come dressed up like a fucking ninja into this place. And no one's going to say anything to you. I mean, that'd be... I mean... That'd be a great storyline for there. Okay, we're almost at 30 minutes. I never said anything. Um, and, uh, and I guess maybe the big problem with the mask and all that, uh, you couldn't tell with all the extra shit they're wearing, you couldn't, you couldn't tell if they're, you know, you're not staring at whether they're carrying or not carrying a weapon. Because you're in, in uh, I, I mentioned this on the podcast before, 
through the keys, I mean, you don't see, you rarely see any crime going. You can see some graffiti. Someone may break into your car. Someone may trespass. I mean, if you're a crackhead, you may get in a fight with someone. You may get in a fight with girlfriend, stuff like that. Normally, there's very little crimes that occur with people that don't do anything. You know, don't know each other. Because you're not going to get a stranger. If you're going to get, if you're going to get beat or robbed or anything like that, it's probably going to be someone you know. Uh, but uh, so many fucking people down here have. Uh, concealed carry permits because they it's how dangerous they think it is and it is granted so up in homestead but um even i even i you know now because of this thing i even even i keep a, a weapon close by but uh with the mask and that and the uh and the gloves and all that shit uh what a great time to be a stalker in uh, the united states i mean you could just get just go out, you know, you can go choose your favorite victim. You got your gloves on, you got your, uh, um, and, and, and even then, but then the bad thing is if the person you're stalking is wearing a mask, you're probably going to have a hard time, uh, finding them. So, and then you can point him out and you go, well, what do you look like? Well, he had a green mask and pink gloves and was wearing, um, uh, make America great hat. Well, we're gonna we're gonna look for this guy, but that pretty much looks like everybody down in uh, Key Largo right now. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk to you about is that now um, because the thing we're going through, I didn't say anything about it yet. I don't think so. Someone may point it out. I may have said it, but um, there's still a couple restaurants left. And the governor of the state did weigh uh, people are, uh, I, I guess you're used to this in Wisconsin and Minnesota and places like that, where people have their own uh, beer beer mugs and things like that. They call them growlers, 32-ounce mugs where you can go and get draft beer and uh, take it to go. But uh, they're, they're allowing to-go drinks. And I think that would be, once we get out of this, thing that would be a great contest to have for people um it'd be one of the bartending contests i don't think it'd be bartender it could be for the, the guest and it could be a bike uh a runner or a skateboarder let's say and you have to um in a martini glass you drive up to a window or right, right up to a window with a martini glass, you can fill that martini up to near the top and have them take off on a skateboard. Don't give it to them in a to-go cup. That'd be fucking great. You know, a glass of wine just walking down the street or riding a bike with a, a martini glass. Uh, you, you probably wouldn't have a fucking ounce of liquor left in there after that. It would, I'd love to see that. So uh, this week we're going to be doing a couple more shows. I'm going to be doing a show with uh, uh, my buddy Joel, the psychologist, who's, you know, I was talking to him last week, and he said he was west of D.C. And here I, uh, who lived in Maryland at one time, didn't realize when I called him today to confirm we're going to do our show tomorrow. Um, 
that he's in Virginia. And I, I always think of was in Maryland. And just thinking about it, I realized west of D.C., because of how D.C. comes down, is Virginia. And it's, it's south and west, but directly west. And then west and north, you have Maryland that goes up from there because D.C. is on the southern uh, point of Maryland. So we're going to have uh, Joel. Maybe uh, I'm going to ask him. Maybe he can bring in some of his music. Maybe he'll. Um, he had his weird. Uh, matter of fact, he did send me. He sent me this um, audio file, and it was 45 minutes long. And he sent it a high um, quality one. So it was fuck. It was it's like a 40 megabytes. I I don't know what the deal was with that, but that, that's what he sent me. And uh, he does the, um, Christ, I forget, psychoacoustic studies. That's where uh, Joel was the one that ran the brainwaves to a music s synthesizer, and they would track uh, the state of mind and get people when they're in kind of like a higher elevated meditative state or relaxed state. And they try to transpond it by doing a feedback in people. So I'm gonna, I, I want to try to do that. But it only works for the people's own brainwaves. So there's no generalized one. And I always thought that you know Joel was going to try to do some mind control sound. Then when he sent it, this, sent that long ass sound file to me. I thought he's trying to uh, hypnotize me or control my mind, uh, which he. I mean, you never know. If someone's controlling your mind, how would you know if they control your mind? It'd be kind of a moot point to ask that. And then later on in the week, we'll talk to Steve, and maybe I can get a hold of Papa Joe and Jenna and all those things. But we're going to be doing the socially responsible thing and doing our shows from uh, the, um, the remoteness, uh, remoteness of the, the home, hearth and home, uh, during this thing, which I don't think I said. So I'm going to post, uh, I have been uh, on, a, uh, on a daily basis. I really have been enjoying riding my bike. Unfortunately, in the Keys, we only have north and south, or maybe more like northeast and southwest to go, because the singular thin nature of the Keys tracking down that... Uh, you know, I can go up like six miles up there and go down some of the side streets and, and stuff like that, or it goes south. But I have been enjoying my rides, and I had uh, bought my bike from a, and this old guy, he's got to be, through a finger, he's like 82 years old, and he has this little shop he operates just north of Adam's Cut on the Bayside. Um, and it has a sign out front, so it's a, it's a legit business. And he has maybe 80 bikes there. And they're all secondhand bikes. He has some really good ones, bikes with without chains, just have drivetrains, stuff like that. And he's sitting there repairing tires, putting all the stuff. So uh, I went up there a week and a half ago and bought a bike. And I bought the uh, this all-black cruiser bike. Uh, and with the thicker tires on it, not the super thick tires, but uh, thick tires. It has a fenders on it. So, you know, we, when we get the rainy season, have that. 
I don't have a basket on it yet. I know. Sounds, hey, you can call it what you want, but I'm not using this. If I need to travel and stuff like that, I'm going to use my car. The bike's just for fun, and it's not even for exercise. But when I exercise, I'm going to, um, when I get back to exercising on a bike, it's going to be a stationary bike. And uh, those Peloton guys are killing it right now with this uh, social distancing. It's the one reason. It's the one workout you really can get in there. But uh, I've been really enjoying uh, my black Schwinn bike. I, I think it's, oh, it is called, it's called the Swindler. The model, the Swindler. It's kind of funny. You know, maybe I should go up and um, it's a bike to go perhaps to a uh, yard sale. The one thing that uh, this thing we're going through hasn't sparked is you don't see a lot of yard sales because I guess that would be counter uh, to the social distancing thing where people be getting rid of their shit and giving you their infected goods. But then again, if you put them on your yards, you bring out, you know, the shit out of your house and try to sell it. If you sit out there um, for a couple hours, if it's not fabric or anything like that, if it's solid metal, the, the UV lights probably kill whatever's on it. So, uh, but I could take my bike there and a swindler and try to get a really good deal. But uh, yeah, there's not one thing. There's, you know, there's a lot of stupid things going on here. I see, like I said yesterday, my uh, silly neighbor next door, the, uh, not next door to me, a couple of houses down, their uh, 15 year old daughter jumping in the car with that. Guys, I'm not going to say anything. As long as most people, I mean, listen to it, as long as most people are practicing uh, this social distancing is going to flatten the curve. This idiot with her friend, not so much. You know, she doesn't give a shit about her parents. I don't care. So um, uh, that's pretty much it. I think we got our uh, week mapped out. Let's try to do uh, one show a day. I hope I'm not boring you too much. I know there's a lot of people on Facebook right now, and they're doing uh, their uh, live feeds and all that shit. But uh, this is gonna. This is my 252nd show. I'm gonna put it down as 200 episode 251. Uh, don't fucking say it. Uh, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Uh, I'm gonna leave you with. Wait, let's go with Tina. Oh, I got Keith on this one. Uh, Keith, did I? This is a friend of mine. Can I keep this as recording for my sound effects? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Give me another one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you think of that? Oh, Tina's. She doesn't like that noise. What do you think, Tina? You're an asshole. Well. You're welcome, Tina. Um, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I'll come back to you tomorrow. It's we'll, uh, we'll have a great day. Be careful out there. And I didn't say it. Goodbye.